Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waltman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. And welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Con Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Joe is not here today. He is on his way back into town, but I think he's he's going to be gone most of the week. So he might call in later in the show. <clears throat> we will see. But uh, if you want to call in, our number is 888-441-1121. And this episode is brought to you by Air Medcare Network. Air Medcare Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you should you ever need to be airlifted for a medical emergency. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but it's real. If, if God forbid, disaster strikes, and a medical emergency strikes, and you need to be airlifted to a hospital, it's very, very expensive. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars. Some people have paid over $50,000 just to go from one town to another. With Air Medicare Network, you don't need to worry about that. If you become an Air Medicare Network member for just $85 for one year, your entire family will be covered should you ever need to be flown for uh, flown to a hospital. As long as you're flown with an Air Medicare Network provider, you won't pay a cent for that cost. So make sure you go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And if you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. Again, that's www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. Okay. So <clears throat> lots to get into today. A lot to get into today. The news coming out of Georgia, nothing short of stunning Go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. The news coming out of Georgia first broke by the news outlet, the Georgia Star News. This is the follow-up story. Missing Fulton County chain of custody documents to be investigated by Secretary of State Ravensburger. Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one, but we'll see. This is huge news, though. Fulton County, that is the county that we have been covering for months which is why we're going to start putting in some of those missing pieces in the puzzle that we've been building over the past half a year. Now, we finally have a couple of those missing pieces that we can put in and start explaining just how this fraud occurred. We're going to recap on over the course of the next hour and a half, two hours, over just what was going on in Georgia, what we already knew about, and then show you just how these missing pieces are going to play a role. But before we do that, I don't want to bury the lead or anything. I want to explain to you just what they found in Georgia. They found, well, it was a Freedom of Information Act request sent to Fulton County Election Office. That's the same county where they were counting the ballots late at night. They said the pipe burst, running the same kind of ballots to the same um, scanners over and over and over again. There's been Freedom of Information Act requests. I believe the Georgia Star News is the one that, that put it in asking for the chain of custody documentation. This is something that we've talked about a lot on the podcast, especially as it relates to places like Michigan. We've had lots of guests over the last couple months on the podcast talking about just how bad Detroit, Michigan is at maintaining the records. And remember, the, the records are so bad, if there ever was a recount, if there ever was an audit, those ballots would not be recountable because they never actually balanced the books. Well, it's, it's another thing. We're now learning the same things going on in Georgia. Now, I want to preface this by saying Joe is, is very adamant about uncovering the evidence of electronic voting fraud. 
electronic um, election manipulation. And there's ample evidence to prove that that did happen. But what we're seeing from Georgia and what we've always seen from Georgia is that it seems in Georgia, the people who wanted to steal the election took a more old fashioned approach, not using technology as much, not using uh, algorithmic manipulation, but literally just stuffing the ballot box. So this news that we're getting that one quarter of the ballots, the absentee ballots collected from drop boxes lack the chain of custody documentation necessary to verify that they're legitimate. It's a big, big deal. So let's go back to my screen. We'll, we'll show you this tweet from Brad Raffensperger. Remember, Brad Raffensperger is the Secretary of State of Georgia. He is allegedly a Republican. He is the one who did everything in his power to stop any election integrity efforts from moving forward in Georgia, right? He, he did everything in his power to allow the fraud to stand. And now he's going to pretend that he's going to try and fix it. Everyone, by the way, hit the share button. Facebook is throttling the hell out of us today because we put the word fraud in the title. So make sure you hit that share button on Facebook. Give us a thumbs up comment on DLive. Comment, comment, comment. If you have lemons, Div, we will happily accept them and give them back as fast as we can. And we are also live on Twitch and conservative-daily.com as well. So put that back up. This is the tweet from Brad Raffensperger upon learning that Fulton County can't prove the legitimacy of a quarter of its absentee ballots that were collected from drop boxes. Here's what he said. He said, restoring confidence in our elections is going to be impossible as long as Fulton County elections leadership continues to fail the voters of Fulton County and the voters of Georgia. They need new leadership to step up and take charge. New revelations that Fulton County is unable to produce all ballot drop box transfer documents will be investigated thoroughly as we have with other counties that failed to follow Georgia rules and regulations regarding drop boxes. This cannot continue. So I want to explain what we're talking about. And we can keep this up because I'm going to keep it up. Keep it up because I'm going to go into, they, they lay out the numbers here. So everyone who's a visual learner, um, this is, this is probably an easy way for you to figure it out. So seven months, they write seven months after the election, Fulton County has been unable to produce 385 transfer forms. That's the chain of custody. That's proving who collected the boxes, the, the ballots, when they were collected and where they were collected from. So let, let's just backtrack. You remember, you remember in Georgia, they changed the rules. They had all this lawsuit. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit to make sure that they had more drop boxes. They said, because of the pandemic, we need drop boxes, especially in African-American neighborhoods. And, and this is how the left has always been so racist. They presume that African-American neighborhoods are unable to find a post office, unable to find a mailbox, right? Unable, unable to afford a stamp. Then they need to have a drop box every block. Not, not really, but it might as well be every block. There were lawsuits demanding more drop boxes, so they made more drop boxes. As we've always said, the problem with drop boxes is they're unsecure. They're not being surveilled. They're not on camera, and they're not inside of election offices where you have, we have employees sitting there at desks who can just keep an eye on it, right? If someone tried to stuff a drop box full of illegal ballots inside of an elections office, they're going to get caught. Whereas on the on a street corner at 3 a.m., they can probably just put whatever they want in that ballot box, and no one's going to know the difference. So they, they had all of these drop boxes. And as we said, the problem with the drop boxes is it opens the door for fraud. You need to make sure you have real solid chain of custody documentation. Well, in Georgia, those documents, specifically in Fulton County, Georgia, those documents are missing. There are, according to their records, there should be 
1,565 transfer forms. That's the forms proving the chain of custody of people who have collected ballots from drop boxes. There should be 1,565. Unfortunately, 385 of those transfer forms are missing. That, that comes out to just under 25%. So one in four, one in every four chain of custody document proving the legitimacy of ballots collected at drop boxes in Fulton County is missing. Why is that important? The 385 transfer forms are supposed to prove the legitimacy of 18,901 absentee ballots that were dropped into 37 different drop boxes. So these missing forms were supposed to prove the legitimacy of, of 18,901 ballots. Without the forms, it's impossible to prove the legitimacy of the ballots. Right? We don't know who collected them. We don't know when they collected them. We don't know where they were collected from. We don't know how long the person who collected them took to bring them back to HQ, right? This is something we've suspected a long time. Someone picks up a ballot and then they go home and they bring the ballot inside. You have no idea what else they put into the ballot. You don't know if that, those ballots were actually collected before the polls closed. Remember in Georgia, we had the situation where Joe Biden was trickling up, 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 up in the lead after the polls closed. We don't know if those ballots were actually collected on time. That's why the chain of custody documentation is so important. We have no idea. We have no idea. So in Georgia, we just don't know. Why is this really, really important? You go ahead and take down my screen now, Mr. Producer. The reason for that is Joe Biden only won by a very small margin. So let's look at it this way. Put up image number nine. We're going to jump ahead to image number nine. So there's 18,901 ballots. We know that in Fulton County, Joe Biden got 72.65% of the vote. Now, frankly, I think this is a little low because mail-in ballots tended to skew heavier to Democrats. But keep it up. Don't, don't be so quick to pull it down, Mr. Producer. 18,901 ballots. When you apply that 72.65% rate that Biden was winning ballots in Fulton County, you come out to 13,731 ballots. If, if the absentee ballots in this batch followed the same metric, the same ratio as the rest of the county, Joe Biden would have gotten 13,731 ballots from this batch. Now, it's probably a lot higher because the absentee ballots in Fulton County skewed much, he much heavier blue than in-person ballots. Why is that important? Because Joe Biden only won Georgia by a little more than 11,000 votes. So you can see here when we're looking at this number, 13,731, that's a low estimate of how many Biden votes are in this batch, most likely much higher. That makes up the entirety of Joe Biden's margin of victory in Georgia. I will say that again. The entirety of Joe Biden's margin in Georgia can be attributed to a batch of ballots that cannot be verified, that will never be verified because they do not have the documentation proving that they are legitimate votes that were co collected by a legitimate election official and they were collected where they were collected, when they were collected. We can't prove it. We can't prove it. So his margin of victory is entirely made up by ballots that cannot be verified because oopsie daisy, we can't prove the, the legitimacy of one in every four absentee ballots collected from drop boxes in Fulton County. I'm telling you guys, hit the share button. 
if we're if you're not blowing up this share button i'm gonna get real upset this is this is the media is covering the story they're not doing the deep dive and explain to you just how significant this all is let me, let me keep going let me explain why this is more important than the media is making it out to be go ahead put up image 10. this is the original race for senate between david Perdue and john ossoff this is the original race in november not the runoff the original as you can see here david Perdue, according to the official records he lost out on winning outright in November because he failed to cross 50%. If, if no candidate gets more than 50% of the vote, it goes to a runoff. So he went to a runoff, and as we know, John Ossoff won that runoff. We have lots of questions about that election, but let's just talk about this one. So he was there. He got 49.73% of the vote. That's important. Let's take this down, and let's put up image 11. Image 11 when you take that total number of votes, 4.9 million, you divide it by two, and then you subtract Sonny Perdue's vote total, right? He was 13,470 votes away from crossing 50% and avoiding a runoff. If, if he had an extra, if there was an extra swing of 13,470 votes, Sonny Perdue would have, would have not had to have a runoff. He would have been a U.S. Senator. Strangely, right? Remember, we just we just covered that the number of, of what happens if you if you apply 72.65% to the total number of ballots that can't be verified. Put it back up on the screen, put image nine up again. That number is almost the same as as the difference that stops Sonny Purdue from passing 50%. So he needed 13,400 to pass the ballots if they follow that ratio. And if they all have down ballot votes, which not necessarily true, we don't know that for a fact, but if they did, the ballots that they're talking about now that cannot be verified because they don't have the chain of custody documentation, ballots that should have been tossed out because they didn't have the chain of custody ballot, uh, documentation. Again, not only do they make up the entirety of Joe Biden's margin of victory, but they also make up the difference that stops Sonny Perdue from declaring victory uh, in November and avoiding the runoff. Why is that significant? If Sonny Perdue wins election in November, at least one of the Senate races in Georgia stays red. And that would deny Democrats control of the Senate. I just want to show you just how significant the, this alleged fraud, we'll say that, but it's pretty clear what's going on here. Alleged fraud in one county dealing with just 37 drop boxes, not only can change the winner of the presidency, but can also change who, what party controls the Senate. 13,000 some odd ballots literally changed the trajectory of this country. It will ruin lives. It will ruin livelihoods for generations still yet to be born. The consequences of what looks like it's just a local issue of, oh, they're missing the documentation. It is significant because the fraud that it perpetrated, if those ballots are fraudulent, which, listen, if you can't prove that they're legitimate, you got to toss them out because we don't know where we, they came from. We don't know when they were collected, right? No idea. You're supposed to toss them out, but they were counted. And every step of the way that we said, listen, you got you got to go through these, find the ballots that are fraudulent and toss them out. When President Trump even called them up and said, hey, you got to get rid of the bad ballots. Didn't matter. They said, nope, nope, it's illegitimate. There's nothing, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here whatsoever. Enough ballots here to change the winner of Georgia. Enough ballots here to change who won at least that 
primary that that Senate race probably would have had a pretty big impact on the other Senate race as well. And you know, there's other fraud going on. You know, there's other fraud going on. Why is this important, though? This is important because we've seen other pieces of the operation. That's why I say that I, I truly believe that Georgia was not an electronic fraud. I believe this was old fashioned. I think we can probably separate the two, that there were two different efforts. There are states where it's very clear there was funny business going on with the code. We've, we've learned about it in Michigan. We, we've seen it in Nevada. Remember Nevada, where they're just putting ballots through and, and the machines never identified bad signatures because they loosened the uh, they loosened the settings to make them just let everything through. So no bad signatures. Everyone just gets counted. There are states where it's very obvious there was electronic funny business going on. But with Georgia, I really think that this was just on the ground voter fraud. And when, when we look, and we're going to, when we look at the other issues that we've been talking about for months, this revelation that, that they cannot prove the legitimacy of the ballots makes a whole lot more sense. We're going to play this just to remind you of how we almost were able to stop this. We were, we were almost able to stop this. We were almost able to force a debate on this issue, but we came one senator short of the challenge. This is this is what happened in the halls of Congress when representatives tried to challenge Georgia, but no senator would stand by their side. Let's play cut number one. This certificate from Georgia, the parliamentarians advised me, is the only certificate of vote from that state that purports to be a return from the state, and that has annexed to it a certificate from an authority of the state purporting to appoint or ascertain electors. Mr. President, the certificate of the electoral vote of the state of Georgia seems to be regular in form and authentic. And it appears therefrom that Joseph R. Biden Jr. of the state of Delaware received 16 votes for president and Kamala D. Harris of the state of California received 16 votes for vice president. For what purpose does the gentleman from Georgia rise? Mr. President, myself, members of the Georgia delegation and some 74 of my Republican colleagues and I object to the electoral votes from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the election conducted on November 3rd was faulty and fraudulent due to un uh, due to unilateral actions by the Secretary of State to unlawfully change the state's election process without approval from the General Assembly and thereby setting the stage for an unprecedented amount of fraud and irregularities. And I have signed the objection myself. Well, sections 15 and 17 of Title III of the United States Code require that any objection be presented in writing and signed by a member of the House of Representatives and a senator. Is the objection in writing and signed by a member and a senator? President, prior to the actions and events of today, we did, but following the events of today, it appears that some senators have withdrawn their objection. Listen to that. Listen to that applause. I wanted to play that because I want you to be angry. I want you to be angry because we knew all of this back then. We knew it. We knew that there were bad ballots. We knew the bad ballots were counted. And we knew that there was most likely more than enough bad ballots to not only make up 
the margin of victory for Joe Biden, but also to have caused a runoff for at least one of the Senate races. We knew all this. We knew all this in January. What that vote would have done is it would have allowed for two hours of debate where all of this evidence could be put into the public record on the floor of the United States Congress and history would know and remember that there was fraud in Georgia. What you saw there was the congressmen who had promised to do that fulfilled their oath. But the senators who had sworn to sign on to that statement withdrew after the so-called insurrection or as or as Chuck Schumer calls it, the erection. I want I want you to know and I want you to be angry because the GOP stabbed us in the back on this. We had the chance to investigate this, to put it all on the record then, and they stabbed us in the back and refused to do it. I'll tell you, you can't count on government to, to do the right thing. You also can't count on government to protect you, which is why we are proud to be sponsored this week by We the People Holsters. We the People Holsters start at just $40, and they are custom molded to fit your exact firearm for a quick, smooth draw. They have thousands of options to choose from, plus a selection of custom printed holsters, including a line with Realtree camouflage. While you're there, make sure you check out their complete line of patriotic shirts and new EDC tactical gun belt, all manufactured 100% in the United States. So show your support for this show and this great American company by going to wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD right now. And if you use promo code CD10, you'll get 10% off your order. Yeah, not, sorry, sorry, I, I messed up again. Not 10%, $10. I keep messing up. It's such a good deal. I, I Subconsciously, I think it can't possibly be $10 off. Yes, it's $10 off of your order. And when you're checking out, make sure you add some of the bacon jerky. Yeah, you heard that right, bacon jerky. It is to die for. Again, that's wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD and use promo code CD10. You'll get $10 off your order. I can't believe I keep messing that up. I keep messing that up because it's too good of a deal. It's almost too good to be true. $10. Most of the things we get in are 10% off. And I showed this yesterday, real quality stuff. This is for my 1911. We, the people holsters. I got the one with we, the people with part of the constitution and then the American flag on the top, really, really smooth draw to the holster. Uh, I wanted to make sure they sent me one because I don't, I don't want to recommend a holster something that can really be life savings, life saving without trying it first. And I can tell you, I, I wear that in the house because I don't like wearing inside the waistband holsters in the house. Um, I wear it outside. It's super, super comfortable. So make sure you check them out at wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD and use promo code CD10. You'll get $10 off your order. So with Georgia, and you got to hit the share button, people. We're being throttled like crazy. For whatever reason, we still, we only have 120 people watching on DLive. Usually it's much higher than that. I don't know what's going on. 149 on Facebook should be much higher. So hit the share button, people. We got, we people need to see what's going on. I want to make the connection and I want to show you why these ballots are important. I want to show you why they would even bother to take ballots outside of the chain of custody and to sneak them through. I mean, we knew they did this, right? We knew that Ruby Freeman and her co-conspirators hid ballots underneath the table in Fulton County. We knew that they hid the ballots there in suitcases and they only took them out once all of the reporters and the observers had been ushered out of the room being told that there was no more counting going on for the night because there was a pipe burst or a toilet burst they, they claimed there was water damage so they were ending the counting for the night don't worry you can all go home well they all went home and they kept counting they pulled the ballots out from underneath that table that tablecloth table out from the uh the suitcases 
and started counting them, but not counting them one at one by one. They counted the same batches over and over and over and over again. And as we've covered on the show, a feature in Dominion's adjudication system is that when a blank ballot goes through the system, it flags it for adjudication because they say, hey, wait a minute, you just gave me a blank ballot. No way someone just submitted a blank ballot. Surely the machine must be making an error. There has to be circles filled in that we're just not reading. Let's send it for adjudication, right? So it goes to that separate process and a real live person looks at the ballot and says, oh yeah, silly machine. These ba- these these circles are filled in. You should have noticed that. I don't know why you didn't. Maybe they used a strange kind of pen. And then they manually enter into the machine what the votes were for. So if you scan the same ballot over and over and over again, the theory is that you can trigger the adjudication machine to give you multiple, multiple, multiple chances to adjudicate either manually or in bulk to assign voter intent to blank ballots. I mean, that, that's been the theory all along. So we have this video. We have this video from the security camera footage at the arena in Fulton County. And I want to play it. I want you to listen because the one of the women who presented this to the Georgia legislature is explaining what's going on in it. But you've all seen it. This is when Ruby Freeman and her co-conspirators have ushered everyone out of the room and are now going to remove the ballots for counting. Let's play cut number two. At about eight o'clock in the morning, we're going to roll this back and show it to you. There you go. So now they're going to start pulling these ballots out from under this table. This table, the black one, was placed there by the lady with the blonde braids at about 8.22 a.m. in the morning. So she put that table there. So the same person who's staying behind now, the same person who cleared the place out under the pretense that we're going to stop counting, is the person who put the table there at 8.22 in the morning. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. Yeah, upper right hand, you see the gentleman in in the red. So he just pulled one out. All right, let's cut it there. So what this shows, again, you've all seen this. I I know you've all seen this. Don't leave, I know you've seen it, but I wanna explain to you what this means in light of the new information that we know. We know there were 18,901 ballots that Fulton County counted that cannot be proven legitimate through chain of custody documentation. They cannot prove where those ba- what drop box those ballots came from. They cannot prove when the ballots were picked up. They cannot prove who picked them up. And they cannot prove what time the person who picked them up returned them to the processing facility. They can't prove any of that. They can't prove any of it. I mean, at least with mail-in ballots, you have a postmark, which again, isn't necessarily a failsafe because we've heard stories of election workers applying fraudulent postmarks, right? We've we've seen courts forcing forcing election offices to take ballots even if they don't have a postmark or if the postmark's smudged, right? So postmark isn't a failsafe, but at least in that system of mailing the ballot, there should be a failsafe there. With this, one fourth of the ballots cannot have their provenance verified. We cannot tell you where they came from, when they were picked up, or who did the picking up. Is it a coincidence that the same county that can't prove where the ballots came from kicked everyone out under false pretenses and then started counting mysterious ballots? No one knew what they were doing there that had been hidden under a table for the entire day. 
and they only counted them once all of the observers, poll watchers, and media were out of the room. Can that be a coincidence? I guess it technically could be a coincidence. I have a really hard time believing that it is because here's the problem. It's very, it, let's just say if you wanted to do this, if, if this was your scheme, that you're going to steal Georgia for Joe Biden by inputting fake ballots into the process, if that was your whole goal, this is how you would do it. This is how you would do it. You, you would wait until everyone's gone, you count them, and then you cook the books to say, oh, well, they were picked up from a, a, a Dropbox, but we can't prove, we can't prove it because we lost the documentation, but we're going to count them anyway. I mean, like, they don't even have to cook the books. The only thing that they didn't even like, they didn't even make fraudulent documents for chain of custody. They just said they don't exist. Right? I mean, this is how you would do it if you wanted to steal it. I mean, I feel like OJ Simpson writing the book, If I Did It, right? If you wanted to steal the Georgia election, this is how you would do it. You'd inject the fake ballots and then you'd say, oh, well, the chain of custody documentation is just missing. They're real, but we can't prove they're real. So just trust us. Just trust us. I mean, I'm maybe tell me, am I wrong? I looked at this and I had the aha moment where it's just you connect it to the ballots under the desk and it just it fits. It's that missing piece. It's that missing piece of the puzzle where we've been putting this puzzle together. Yeah, people in the comment section are going quack, quack. Yeah, it walks like a duck. It's quack, quack. We've been putting this piece of the puzzle together for months and we've been missing little bits of information. Right. Because remember, they had the audit. They they, they called the audit and they had the, the, the recount and they said the recount came up clean. So that's where you start wondering well, if the recount came up clean. Then you would point to an electronic electronic manipulation. Right. Or, or you, you put point to like an in-person manipulation. But it, it, it didn't all make a lot of sense. But now that, you know, and remember, the Dominion machines have the capability of, of, of filling in ovals. So that's another piece of this puzzle that that no one's been talking about. The Dominion machines can fill in an oval during the adjudication process. I believe there was a video. I might be wrong. Don't sue me, bro. I think there was a video of Eric Coomer actually giving an a, a instruction, a demonstration to, it might have been Chicago. It was a long time ago. I think it was Chicago. It was a city or state. He was giving a presentation explaining that the machines can actually fill in ballots. So, I mean, that could also be it, but... They didn't have, they didn't go through the adjudica the uh, the chain of custody. They just counted the ballots. If the ballots are all there, then they're all there, right? Forget about the fact that they shouldn't be there. They counted the ballots that were there and the, the number came up correct, which means they were counted correctly. What this fraud shows is that it wasn't a false count. It was false ballots, which when you think about what Donald Trump was talking about, find the false ballots. They, they wanted to railroad him for it. There's still prosecutors in Georgia investigating Trump for so-called interference and, and 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 trying to interfere in the Secretary of State's duties, there's actual prosecutors trying to prosecute Trump over this. We know that he had every reason to be worried about that. There were a lot of ballots that shouldn't have been there. Lots of people. I, I talk to people about this and say, "Well, wait a minute. Just because someone messed up, just because someone messed up the paperwork, does that really mean all of those ballots should be thrown out?" Yeah. I'm sorry if your ballot is among those. We should want our election officials to do their job, right? And, and let's just presume that you're one of the ballots in there. It gets thrown out. Well, guess what? You have no idea if the ballot on top of yours or below yours are legitimate, right? So yeah, you say, I want my ballot counted, but 
without the documentation, you can't prove if there's if the rest of the ballots are legitimate. So even giving you the ability to have your vote counted, it might be nullified by dozens, hundreds, thousands in this case of e- illegal, unverifiable votes. So it, I, I get it. What, what people say, well, just because they messed up with the paperwork, does that, does that really mean people should have their votes canceled? Yes. Yes. And what that means is the person who did that should be fired. They should be barred from ever working on an election again, and they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But what we see is that doesn't happen. I'll go back to talking about Michigan. In Michigan, this happens every election. In Wayne County, Michigan, the counts are never accurate. What do I mean by that? After the precinct counts their ballots, they then try and balance the books to say, okay, we have this many ballots, we had this many voters. Well, a shocking number of them. Uh, Mr. Producer, you can look it up. I think it was, I think it was like a, like a majority. It, it, it was a lot. A lot of the precincts can't balance the books, meaning they have more votes than voters who registered or who signed in. That's a big deal, right? If you have 100 voters who went to your precinct and there's 200 votes cast, that's a pretty good indication of fraud, right? Well, that happens every election in Wayne County, Michigan, and they never balance the books. It's just always unbalanced. And it's an ingenious kind of fraud because even if there was a recount under Michigan law, those ballots can't be recounted because they, the, the count wasn't balanced. So it's they toss it out. So as long as they can cheat enough to keep the margin of victory above the threshold to trigger an automatic recount, they never get called on their BS. In a a deep blue state like Michigan, it really is. It seems like the perfect crime because they're responsible with taking the steps to allow their own work to be recounted. Imagine if any other job had that, right? Imagine you're at work and you make a huge mistake, but the company is not allowed to audit your mistake because you didn't fill out the proper paperwork. I mean, it would never stand anywhere else. It would never stand in any other part of government. And yet in elections, we allow it to happen. We allow the same people to steal election after election after election without consequence, without being prosecuted and without being barred from ever working on an election. Again, these people, we're about to see the Ruby Freemans of the world. I believe her daughter, um, Shay. um, Yeah, Ruby, Ruby Freeman, her daughter was election supervisor, Wandrea Shay Moss. They run the elections. That's just, that's their deal, right? They're going to be running the elections next time unless they actually get prosecuted. They'll be back and they'll be doing the same thing. And and you know what? We'll all be looking under the tables. They'll devise a different way. There has to be accountability. There has to be accountability for these people because honestly, truly enough is enough. And we're running a fax blast today on this very issue, specifically Georgia, but also for every other state that has suspect and alleged voter fraud. In Georgia, we just learned that they're not even, they're going to let the, they're going to let Ruby Freeman, Shay Moss, we can go ahead and put up my, my screen, Mr. Producer. The judge in Georgia has delayed the deposition for Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shay Moss. So as, as we've covered, there was an audit set to take place for Fulton County, Georgia, same county we're talking about. A judge had heard enough evidence that, yeah, you know what, let's audit it. They were, Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss, two shown right there in the picture, were going to be deposed. That judge has now given them a week to lawyer up and to get their story straight. With depositions, you want to get it as soon as possible, right? This happened a year ago, 
or uh, half a year ago. You want to get them while their memory is as fresh as possible, and you want to get them before they have a chance to coordinate with each other to get their story straight. Obviously, you have to give them enough time to get a lawyer and whatnot, but these people had lawyered up a long time ago. A week is a long time. A week is a long time to get your story straight. A week is a long time to destroy evidence. Don't want to make any allegations, but it's possible, especially considering the fact that Fulton County is where we had that story a week or so ago of the building, the so-called secure building, housing the ballots being broken into. Housing the ballots being broken into. Right in the middle of a shift change. They timed it perfectly right at the shift change. So this is why we're running a fax blast today, because you, you can't just trust Georgia and, and Fulton County to do the right thing, because the longer this thing goes out, the more they're going to lawyer up, the more they're going to cook their stories, and the more evidence is going to get destroyed. So our fax blast today is to demand what we've been demanding for a while, a full audit, a federal audit of Georgia and every other state with this kind of stuff going on. We're talking about Nevada, the full state of Arizona, not just Maricopa County, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, a full audit. So if you want to join us and, and join this fight, th listen, this is serious, folks. <laughs> They're not even pretending anymore. They're like, oh, yeah, we can't prove they're legitimate. What are you going to do about it? We got to take this fight to them. And the way we do that is through our Fax Blast campaign. So make sure you check that Fax Blast link out in the description on Facebook and conservative-daily.com. And the link is, if you scroll down DLive, it is the top panel in DLive. So I want to play a little bit of it was testimony from one of the Georgia hearings where the guy details the fraud, details just how many suspect ballots there are, explaining that the number of suspect ballots easily exceed Joe Biden's margin of victory. Let's play this clip. This is cut number three. Our election contest petition that we are filing today cites multiple violations of the election code of the state, several of which by themselves would reverse the outcome of this election. The margin of ostensible victory for former Vice President Biden is approximately 12,500 ballots. I say approximately because the margin has changed several times and is likely change again as a result of the current ongoing statutory recount. They had it. So they're going through it. And there was another clip, I, I guess I grabbed the wrong one, where they list all of the different um, things over and over and over again. We do have an image for that. Let's go ahead and put up, that is, where is that? Where's that one at? That's image number one. Put up image number one. This is the one that he, these are the numbers he presented. So he said in Georgia, they had reason to believe that 2,056 felons voted, which is illegal. Reason to believe that 66,248 voters were under age 18 at the time they voted. 2,400 weren't registered at all. 1,043 used a P.O. box, which is illegal. You can't vote from a P.O. box. 4,926 voted past the registration deadline, meaning that they, they missed the deadline and they voted anyway. 10,315 died before the election. Now, it depends on the state law, but in most states, if you die before the election, your vote's not counted. 395 voted in two states. 15,700 moved out of state and 40,279 changed counties and didn't re-register to vote. All real numbers. So right there, those numbers easily surpass the margin of victory. So just taking out, just taking out what we now know about the, about the chain of custody documentation in Fulton County. This is for the, the whole state as, the state as a whole. 
you add up those numbers, and that easily surpasses the less than 12,000 votes that Joe Biden claimed victory with. That was his margin. It's just, you look at this, how can you, how can you not want to investigate this? How can you not want to audit this? How can you possibly sign off on this? Which they did. I mean, now you have Raffensperger tr- pretending to be that he's going to root out the fraud. He's the one who rubber stamped it. I don't get it. I don't get it one bit. I'll, I'll never understand it. I will never understand how the GOP keeps getting away with this, how they keep just, <laughs> when they have the ability to fix something, they refuse to do it. And they only come around after it's too late. They do this on every issue. How do they keep getting away with this? I don't know. What I do know is you'd be a fool if you haven't already signed up for Airbag Care Network, sponsor of the show. Do you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road? Do you like to hike or spend a lot of out- time outdoors hunting, fishing, or the like? Do you live in a suburban area where, you, you know, if, if you had to go to the hospital, the traffic would probably be too, too bad to get you there on time? Well, you're going to need to check out Airmed Care Network. Airmed Care Network is the premier insurance plan that will cover the cost should you ever need to be airlifted for a medical emergency. Health insurance won't always co- cover the cost of an ambulance, let alone an emergency medical flight. But with Airmed Care Network, you're covered for as little as $85 for a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need an air medical transport. And if you use promo code daily, you'll receive up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. It's free money. So make sure you go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. Yeah, uh, I, I love to see what you guys think in the comment section. Or if you want to call in 888 one one two one is our number. Feel free to call in. I, I want to hear what you have to say about this because I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because the media isn't reporting this the way I'm trying to paint the picture. They're trying to paint it as this is just a separate thing. But when you look at it in the context of the hidden ballots underneath the tablecloth, it is very clear why they don't have the chain of custody documentation to prove that 18,901 ballots were legitimate. It's very obvious. I mean, working backwards, that is how you would game the system. That's how you would cook the books if you wanted to. I just, I'm stunned. I'm stunned over it. I shouldn't be stunned. I shouldn't be stunned. Go to image number two. This is why it's so important. Image number two. This is that moment. When you look at the moment in that video where they finally unearth the ballots and start running them, that moment corresponds to the massive spike in Joe Biden votes that was entirely responsible for his so-called victory in Georgia. You look at it, without that spike, keep it up, keep it up, without that spike, or even no, even if the spike is just 11,000, 12,000 votes smaller, right? If the spike is 12,000 votes smaller, he does not win Georgia. He doesn't. And you think that, well, if this same strategy was used in other states, maybe he doesn't win the other states, right? <laughs> Obviously, he could have lost Georgia and still won the presidency based on the counts everywhere else. But that doesn't mean you don't fight for it. And as we mentioned, with the Senate races on the line, those votes that are unverifiable make up almost exactly the number of votes that Sonny Perdue would have needed to cross 50%. They stole it. This is how they stole the Senate race. This is how they stole the presidential race in Georgia. And now they're trying to... Now they're trying to they're trying to come back and say that, oh no, we knew this all along. We, we've always wanted to investigate this. Give us, trust us. 
We're going to look into it for you. Trust us. I don't, I don't trust them. No one should trust them. Why would anyone trust them? I mean, <laughs> Raffensperger is the same snake that leaked the Trump phone call to the press to try and get Trump prosecuted. Meanwhile, he is actively certifying unverifiable votes. None of it makes sense. This is clown world, people. But we got to keep fighting because you can't just let them get away with it. And we have to fight. Yeah, no, we're not going to re... We're not, Trump will not become president right now. I mean, he can run again. Or there's the, the, the situation I love, which is he, he either runs for Congress or gets named Speaker of the House. You don't have to be a member of Congress to be Speaker of the House. Lots of people don't know that. They can name anyone Speaker of the House, whether they represent a district or not. You name Donald Trump Speaker of the House, you impeach and convict Kamala and Joe, and then Trump becomes president as the, as the third in line to the presidency. I like that, but mo more likely is that he runs again in 2024 and wins. We're, we, you can't unskin the cat. Joe Biden was inaugurated. Um, unless Donald Trump was to be inserted somewhere in the line of succession, he will not become president until, at the very least, a new election is held. There's no secret people going to come in and, and usher him back into the White House. It's not going to happen. That's hopium if you think it's going to happen. But that doesn't mean we don't keep digging, keep pulling on the strings, because the more and more that we dig and pull, the more this whole lie is unraveling. And the news coming out of Fulton County this week that one in every four absentee ballots picked up from drop boxes cannot be verified because the chain of custody documentation is missing. It blows the lid off this entire fraud scandal. So we're going to take a really quick break. And when we do, when we get back, come back, I want to take your calls. So if you haven't already... 888-441-1121 is our number. Call and tell me what you think about this. We're going to play a couple more videos, blast from the past, to show you these people in action, including one of my favorite clips from the whole scene after they showed the video in the legislature the first time of the ballots being scanned over and over and over again. That clown stood up and said, this has already been debunked. It hadn't, but just to show you how the left doesn't even care about being accurate. We're going to play that just because I love it. So don't go anywhere. Make sure you call in if you haven't already, 888-441-1121. And we'll be back on the other side of this really quick break. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 